Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Roundtable Show. We record this at 8.30 Pacific Standard Time. We normally push it to our Facebook page. Unfortunately, this week we're having some technical troubles. Somebody's trying to get into somebody's office. But it should be a good roundtable. We've got some great stories and we've got a great panel. And let's start with Uncle Spencer. Uncle Spencer, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Sure. Spencer Foreman from WPLaunchify.com. You want to increase your volume, actually. Oh, sorry. Yeah, right. uh, Let's try. Is this, is this the mic? Yeah, but you need to increase the volume. Um, Chris, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Sure. I'm Chris Badgett from Lifter LMS, which is a WordPress solution for creating, selling, and protecting engaging online courses. And we help the builders who build custom platforms for the expert industry. Right. Um, and I've got, we've got a great new uh, panelist, Joe. Joe, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Uh, I am Joe Casabona. I teach site builders how to build websites. I have a podcast called How I Built It. And... Because my favorite baseball team clinched the AL East last night, I am a very big Yankee fan. Like I, like I told Joe, that means nothing to me being in <laughs> English. Uh, um, got my great friend John Locke. Would you like to introduce yourself, John? Yeah, my name's John Locke, and I help industrial and manufacturing companies build empires through SEO. And, and I've got my great co-host of the Thursday show. He has to put up with me, and he's doing a great job, Adrian. Hi, everyone. My name is Adrian. I'm the CEO and founder of Groundhog Marketing Automation and Sales for WordPress. And it's a great product. Go and, go and have a look at it. Right, panel. I think we've got some interesting stories to discuss. Obviously, I think the story of the week is Automatic Automatics Series D. And I'm going to let Spencer start off with it. Um, I think it was dramatic news. Uh, I think Matt must be a particularly happy this week. What did you reckon about the lead story? Uh, if I read correctly, uh, Mark Benioff wrote a check out of his wallet for everything here by himself, which makes a lot of sense. And there was a good comment in there. Somebody asked, uh, does this mean that there's going to be like uh, WordPress.org going to assess? And Matt specifically answers because this is his blog, which is really nice to hear his answers, although his answers are very diplomatic. Here's my prediction on this. My prediction is that this will have no effect on WordPress.org. However, and Adrian may have more comments on this, be prepared for Salesforce and WordPress to come together as a product 100% for sure in some way, shape, or form, like, like a Reese's peanut butter cup. There will be CRM capability with WordPress available out of the box, probably at a VIP or... Of course, a jetpack level. But that's where this is going because Mark Benioff's best buy is to get control of WordPress as a CMS and everything in that stack because, you know, I've been ranting on this for as long as I've been on the show. All that WordPress really needs is a powerful SaaS solution. And the competitors are out there. It's, it's a Spartacus type of game right now. 
I think it's great news because it means that their concentration is going to be building on WordPress.com, actually. And um, <clears throat> it gives focus in a way and money. What do you reckon, Chris? I think it's a great move. Um, and for those of you out there that are kind of newer to Salesforce, I highly recommend their book about their growth strategy called Behind the Cloud. It's a real classic. If you're building a software company, there's like a hundred different playbooks in there that Salesforce executed as one of the original kind of leaders in, in cloud software and SaaS. But in terms of WordPress, I think it's, it's great. Uh, Word, Automatic and WordPress is trying to take over the internet to expand the pie. And I think what's happening here is just an indication of something that's already happening. It's a situation where the future is here. It's just not evenly distributed. And what I mean by that is um, enterprise companies have already been using uh, WordPress. Tools like WP Fusion have already been connecting WordPress to Salesforce. I, I'm aware of Lifter L, enterprise Lifter LMS users who have, who have to use Salesforce that use WP Fusion to make stuff happen in Salesforce. So this kind of thing has been going on. It's just becoming popular. And when the big dogs come in, um, they're usually the most risk averse. So when enterprise starts adopting, of course, software enterprise like Salesforce, because they understand software, are going to be the early enterprise adopters. Uh, but I think we're just going to see more and more of this and not just from you know, Salesforce. I, I think this, this whole thing could go even bigger than just a big software company investing in a, in a smaller software and SaaS company. Um, I think it's great news for WordPress. I think it's not something to be afraid of or think that everything's going to um, go poorly. Uh, so I think sometimes there's a fear that when money comes in, that then the, the quality of the product and the future of the product becomes questionable. But I don't think that's what's going on here. I think this is really just uh, a, mat a maturing and a mainstreamification of, of WordPress at the highest level. And this is just well, the beginning of it. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you some way. But I just think it, it's clear now they're not giving all that money to him for nothing. But what it probably means is that Salesforce and them are going to be looking at the business to business. They, it's obviously they're going to integrate Salesforce with WordPress, but it's going to be aimed at the corporate um, middle range business level. Way, way in the clouds. I yeah. just want to add that in because in defense of like the other 35 to so, so on SaaS CRMs, as well as, you know, Groundhog, which integrates natively, Salesforce pricing is in the high enterprise cost per month. So there's like no chance in God's green earth that any normal WordPress users are using Salesforce. We have a lot of people at WP Fusion who come in from Salesforce saying, rescue me from this. But we don't have anybody who starts at the bottom and works their way up and go, yay, I can spend $800 a month for the starting point of Salesforce when I can do the same thing for free or a couple bucks a month on active campaign or something. That's so, right. What do you reckon, John? What do you reckon about all this? Yeah, so uh, 300 million round D, $3 billion valuation. For a context, Wix is valued at $6 billion and Shopify is valued at $36 billion. Wow. I think, I I, I think as some of the other um, panelists have already said, I think there's going to be a Salesforce and VIP integration, uh, and they're going to be aiming toward some of the same customers 
maybe that Pagely is that high enterprise level uh, type of thing. That would be a way that they could definitely recoup that investment. Because I have a feeling that that 34% of the web number that you hear uh, a lot of the time, a lot of that is self-hosted. And with this investment, they really have to uh, make some money for automatics. That means .com in some way, shape, or form, whether it's at the low end with the $5 a month, um, you know, blogs or at the high end with VIP needs to make more money yeah. to get that valuation back. So I think that VIP angle is the way to go. Yeah, that we're only guessing, but we've, we've been at Salesforce and what I totally agree what Spencer said, you know, there's no guarantee, but I'll be surprised if it doesn't go. Um, what do you reckon, Joe? So I think uh, the panel so far has made some really good points, and I think they are directly at odds with Matt's words and actions. I think that this is the smart play, what you all are saying, right? Go for the enterprise. Um, but in in the TechCrunch article that Matt linked to in his post, he straight up says, I think there's a potential to get a similar market share to Android, which has 80% of all handsets. It's actually closer to 70. Um, and the way that he rolled out, he... The way that WordPress 5.0 last year was rolled out, uh, which does affect .com as far as I'm concerned, um, was not the way to handle it if you're going after the enterprise. So maybe maybe, uh, with this purchase and with Mark Benihoff kind of now whispering in Matt's ear a little bit more with some money behind it, um, will will help him see exactly the way enterprise uh, does things. And I I hope that is the case because... um, like Chris said, enterprise is slow to adopt, and for good reason. I think you know, with the recent actions of, of WordPress, but I would love to see more WordPress in the enterprise because it means more money for the the people who are doing the work. Right? PHP developers get paid more than WordPress developers just by virtue of WordPress as a label. People aren't willing to pay as much as straight up PHP developers. So uh, that'll be it'll be very good for the community if WordPress and Automatic decide to get into the enterprise more yeah well i thought i'd leave agent to last because obviously he's, he's got a crm he's got his own and what what do you reckon about all this Adrian? uh well i have to echo the sentiments of, of pretty much everybody else i i think the the big takeaway here is that word wordpress is not the the plucky scrappy blogging tool and community that it used to be and now we're seeing that it's with so much that's been happening in like the last four or five shows that we've actually done. We just see these massive players with massive investments making massive takeovers for people in the WordPress community. We got a whole bunch of like people with really deep pockets looking at 34% of the internet and saying there's a serious business opportunity here that we're not currently a part of because, you know, we're enterprise and we're slow to adopt. However, they're looking at that now and they're saying it's, it's just so hard to ignore that market share and the amount of investment that's being made at the small business level into this and saying, well, if we can control a portion of that, then we can, you know, we have a lot more resources and much deeper pockets in order to make, you know, a super huge footprint on the community. And I think Salesforce looking at eyeing up automatic, like, hey, listen, how you doing? You know, it's basically just a little bit of what's going on there. They're saying we have an opportunity in order to make a footprint in this community. If we're, we can be the first to, to make that footprint, then that's going to be good for us long term. 
That's a, before I go on to the next story, John, I thought you made a great point about the variation of Wix, of Wix and Shopify. Do you think the variation of why do you think in some you know when you compare those variations, the variation of WordPress is on the low side? You got any thoughts why that might be? Yeah, as I pointed out, um, I don't think that that 34% of the web, uh, a lot of it is on WordPress.com. I think that they have some VIP clients and I think they have a bunch of uh, the lower end of the market. And I really hope that they don't start bending the the WordPress project itself into um, a thing for the masses. The 85% number, I did see that as well. I think that's pie in the sky. You're never. Get, I don't think they're ever going to get there. I think they're going to have a hard enough time getting to fifty percent. You want my honest opinion, but yeah, I mean it's it's obvious they want a Squarespace clone as it is right now. now so. I'm not sure now because I, I think it was going to peeve off a lot of the hosting companies, GoDaddy and the other big players, and it was a quadmire. I hope actually they go more integration with Salesforce and go for the upper, mid, mid and upper class, but who knows? Um, before we go on to our next story, I want to talk about one of our sponsors, listeners and viewers, that's Breezy. And what is Breezy? Breezy is a page builder. And um, I had one of the founders on the WP Tonic for interview go and listen to that interview. It was a fantastic one um, with Adrian's help. And uh, basically, Breezy, um, their technology, I think they've got some of the most interesting technology. And I think the actual page builder, I've been trying it out. I've been quite impressed. Um, it's got a lovely UX design, but they've got some other technologies which they bundle with Breezy, which if you're a developer, consultant, WordPress user, you should go and have a look what they're offering because it's really interesting. So go over to Breezy.com, have a look at them and try them out. I think you're going to be impressed. Let's go on to the next story. Um, Internet relies on people working for free. Um, Let's start with Joe. Uh, Joe, what did you think of this one? Ooh, you, seem to be, you seem to be getting a little bit agitated. So I, thought... I get to set the tone for this one. Um, so, uh, you know, I read through the article um, and I think there were a couple of things that stood out to me. Um, one is uh, when Sternberg, the kind of main uh, subject of this article, the guy who invented uh, PHP Curl, uh, you know, he asked a company that needed him to fly to a different company to troubleshoot to pay. They refused. I think uh, the article goes on to say, like, this is a huge problem in the open source community. People equate open source with free. We see it here. We see it in Android, where people are less likely to want to pay for apps. Um, you know, people on, like, I, I pay, I don't know, $70 for OmniFocus across platform. That's my task manager of choice on iOS and, and Mac. Um, and, and a couple of years ago, my friend scoffed at paying like five bucks for an Android app. So we definitely see that. And that's a, a massive generalization. But we see it in the WordPress space too, right? People want as much as they could possibly get for free because they equate open source with it. Um, I think that this is like a little bit of a clickbaity headline because the point yeah. of it, the point of the headline was not we need to work for free. It's that we need to be mindful that we all have mouths to feed. Um, so uh, I think that it's an important it's it's an important mindset that needs to change um, across all open source, and uh, I, I like the point that he made at the end that 
open source doesn't necessarily mean free. Um, and that if people rely on something so heavily, they should invest in it. And we saw that hosting companies invested in WPCLI a couple years ago. That was really incredible to see. It's such an important tool that they wanted to keep it around. And I want to see more of that in, in across all open source, but especially the WordPress space, because that's where I hang out the most. So what do you reckon, John? What do you reckon about this article? So, um, yeah, I mean, too much we are undervalued, and especially in the WordPress community, as Joe pointed out, and as many people in the WordPress community have pointed it out, is completely undervalued. People look at it as drag-and-drop BS. And, uh, you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, there's a there's a image that went around yesterday. It's not just... Um, the open source community, also like agencies. There's an there's a image that went around yesterday with Gary Vaynerchuk holding up a sign that says, it's got like three check boxes. Uh, and one was, uh, we're going to job you hate uh, for 100K a year. And then another checkbox, uh, living your life for somebody else. And then the third one, working for free for someone you want to be like, with the implication that you know, you're going to go work for free for him and get all the secrets. Or whatever, but you know, it, it, exploitation is everywhere. Uh, programmers, open source, you know, five for the future. Somebody needs to pay for that. Uh, you know, we have families to feed too. We got bills to pay. We got mortgages to pay. We got kids to take care of. And uh, you know, it's it's like the great philosopher once said, "Fuck you, pay me." So. <laughs> uh, what do you reckon, Chris? I think it's a it's a really important thing, and I'm going to take a slightly different angle here, which is that web developers and programmers especially would benefit from spending a little bit of time getting into some kind of introductory business, entrepreneurship, marketing concepts. Entrepreneurship is about value creation. And once you kind of understand how that works and what an entrepreneur does is they pull value down that previously did not exist before, and they start amplifying that. And... When you really get a deep understanding of what value is, how it's created, and how it grows, you start valuing your time more. You start valuing your contribution more. And there's some psychology and mental health things that are also really important that I see in the web development community around self-worth, self-esteem, imposter syndrome, and boundaries that all feed into this problem of giving away too much for free, of not valuing your work enough, of not, who am I to charge for this or whatever. And what happens is, People start getting better and better at what they do, but they're not capturing the value and and they're not putting boundaries around their time. And the next thing you know, they're in a really unhealthy relationship with somebody asking them to work for free. That's like a really weird um, dynamic. So really at the end of the day in the open source community, especially in WordPress, uh, it's about contribution. And I used to think that like, oh, I'm not a developer. I can't contribute to the core. But then I realized... Well, what about like the 20,000 people that I've taught how to use WordPress through YouTube and online courses? Uh, and then I, you know, we started a software product and we intentionally put the most valuable part, the Core Lifter LMS plugin for free on the repository because that is our contribution to this WordPress community that makes our business happen on the back end. So, but it scales. Like um, somebody was mentioning in the beginning, hosting companies will contribute like a full-time salary to somebody to work on the core, work on the WordPress project. 
So it just kind of scales up as you become more successful and as you extract more value out of the WordPress or open source ecosystem, the kind of unspoken rule or philosophy or credo, if you will, is to give as much back as you possibly can. And when people and companies do that, that works out. And to tie it into our last article, if there's a $300 million investment coming in, I'm hoping and optimistic because I'm an, I'm an eternally optimistic person that some of that value is going to get funneled back into the free open source community. And that's what it looks like at scale. So you could be just starting out contributing to an open source project or making videos about a software that you love for free that you would do anyways. But it can scale all the way up to what Salesforce is doing right now. It's about those healthy relationships and it's a, it's a healthy give and take. Right, Tio. Adrian, what did you think? Uh, open source communities are about creating value. Uh, one, one of the things that I learned really, really, really on is that if you want to get what you want, then you have to help enough people in order to, if you help someone else get what they want first, then you can have what you want, right? But you can't just give and give and give and give and give. Eventually you will give out. Uh, so a part about, you have to almost be like an excellent, I'm, I'm uh, as much of an excellent receiver as you are a giver in order to have that perfect balance, right? So for example, I'm in exactly the same boat as, as, as Chris with Lifter LMS. We give the most valuable portion of our product away for free as our contribution to the community in order to help people. And then the reciprocity that we expect from that, it's not like we hope and, you know, we want, we're like, hey, listen, would you, do you mind like going to go buy a sport or stuff? No, we expect a certain amount of people who use our free product to end up re-contributing back so that we can in turn provide back. So we, we, it's, it's like a level of expectation that we have in exchange for the value that we provide. So I think, I think, you know, development and, and business courses like Chris suggested uh, for anybody who's looking to, to start looking at the open source community and their projects in that way would very much benefit from, from reading a book about it or, or taking a course or, or, or whatever way that you prefer to learn. But having that level of expectation of reciprocity from the people that you are creating value for will in turn allow you to keep creating value for them, which is really what you want to do at the end of the day. I enjoy what I do. Chris enjoys what he does. Joe enjoys what he does. And it's all because we have a level of expectation of receiving value in return for the value that we provide. Yeah, um, Spencer, um, I, I agree with everything. I think it's just using the word free because anything that's got any value isn't free, is it? Um, I think this, is, this reminds me very much of, I got to go back to the dating world. Uh, metaphor. This is mom always said, don't give away the milk for free. I mean, this guy is great. He's obviously doing this as a labor of love, but this is a prime example. And this has nothing to do with his personal choices. If he's treated it like a business and gave customers choices that forced them to pick him over something else, he would find out whether his goodies were good enough for people to pay for. Essentially, all he's done is continue to give away the milk for free. And then I'm not saying he's whining, but sort of wonder, why don't I ever get you know, engaged? Why aren't I ever married? It's because you've been giving away the milk for free forever. And it's just a foundational element of business. In entrepreneurial world, I think you have to come up with an idea, test it for free, see if you can teach it to people, see if they'll adopt it. And then 
ask them to pay for it immediately. And if people will not pay for it, it's a great concept, but it's not something that's a business. So don't think of it as a business down the road. You can never undo giving away the milk for free because all the people who got on board for free thought you were the safety date and they're not going to get engaged to you. And that's the problem this guy has. He has 20 years of giving it away for free. If he goes away, I guarantee people will miss it. But he can't undo 20 years of giving it away for free. And for anybody who's starting out in the WordPress world, at, at first web designer and 1WD TV, that's all I taught. Jonathan, you were there in those early days. I said, you are worth exactly what you tell the client you're doing is worth. So don't apologize in advance. <laughs> Just say, this is how much it is. You like it or not. And from there, you have a level foundation. And so that's what this article kind of reminds me of. You know, I... Sorry, go on. Oh, I had that... I had a very similar thought while I was reading the article, right? Because he like scrambled to find a friend who flew out to support this company. Are you kidding me? If no, I, I would do that. <laughs> I, I would I, like, I wonder if he stopped supporting Curl today, what would happen? You know what would happen? The people who have money would make sure it continues to be supported because they rely on it. In a second, there'd be one person with a big company like, oh my God, my whole business was built on Curl. Right. $100,000 a year just to maintain it. And I want to anecdotally say, I have a labor of love site that I do called trikepilot.com. It's what got me into WordPress. It's an old story. But that hosting was with a VC company. They finally shut down the servers. And after 20 years and 7,000, you know, like trike flying buddies, I had to, a choice to remake it. You know what I did? I put up a website at trikepilot.com with WordPress. I said, will you pay me to remake this on WordPress? And Thousands of dollars worth of donations came in immediately. It's really very similar to this. I asked them to demonstrate, is this worth me going through the trouble or you just want to hang out with me on Facebook? And X number of thousands of dollars came in immediately, which is the kind of thing that if this guy did, he'd probably get, you know, six figures and more easily. Yep. There you are, folks. Listen to Spencer. Don't give your milk away for free. There we go. We're gonna go for our we're gonna go for our break. We'll be back in a few moments. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well-known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no-question-asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. Coming back, I could tell why my English little whims. At least I've got some spoils for the panel. They were looking a bit serious, actually. Uh, um, I think Uncle Spencer's losing his voice. Uh, there we go. So I've had that judge for three months now. I had to go to it's the all, It's all that dating. That just, he's doing just, all, talking about WordPress. It's all that dating you're doing on Facebook. Uh, um, so, <laughs> <laughs> on to story three. Uh, um, Justin Tedderlock joins WP Tavern. Um, Adrian, what do you what do you reckon about this one? Congratulations, WP Tavern just lost somebody. Now they got somebody new. It's a wash. It's all good. It's all gravy. Yeah, but just Justin's a great soul. What do you reckon, Chris? 
Um, I've seen, I've heard Justin Tadlock's name and in Facebook. Apparently, I have like 127 mutual friend connections, but I've never actually met the guy. But apparently, no, I'm supposed to. But uh, I'm, I'm happy to see the tavern move on. Uh, and just I'm going to try, gonna try and get him on the show. Actually, he'll probably, hopefully, he'll come on. It's good so. for uh, WordPress to have that news channel that you know automatic supports it. I'm correct, right? Like they pay for that site to happen. Uh, no, Aubrey, so I think Aubrey Capital, Matt. Matt, Matt it. It. <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. I Same think it's important that, that that money relationship is transparent and clear. Like I wasn't completely clear on it even just right then. But um, like so many things of WordPress, it's not that clear, is it? <laughs> it's a great asset for the the WordPress community. You know, it's a it's it's you know one of the top news sites for WordPress. So I'm just glad to see it continue. I see all the stories for the show from it. For God's sake, literally. The right, article anyway. also had a solicitation for guest posts, which I think is great to get more voices inside the tavern. Yeah, I think you're right there. It sounds good. What do you reckon, Spencer? I think it's good news, isn't it? He knows what he's doing, doesn't he? Dustin is one of my favorite early WordPress people. Uh, I've learned a crap ton of PHP from him over the years. In fact, he was probably one of the people that taught me. Well, I read his stuff. He didn't teach me, but I read his stuff and learned PHP when I needed to. Uh, I think it's a great match. Plus, he's like kind of a really interesting dude. He, I have his Facebook thing too, and he's always growing potatoes and cooking stuff. He's he's a home cook and stuff. Just a really great guy. So I think this is a great match, and him and Sarah will probably do good stuff. Yeah, I think so. What do you reckon, John? Yeah, I think it's good for the tavern. Um, you know, good replacement for uh, you know Jeff. Justin Tadlock, like Spencer, I learned a lot of WordPress code from him early in the day. Uh, and he's an old school name, well-established. So yeah. he's I think well, it all around. He's got the arrows in the back, isn't he, John? He's, well, he's still respected, isn't he? Yeah, I think everybody, everybody like both Jeff and Justin and, uh, you know, um, Sarah, they're all, they're all respected. Yeah. So. What do you reckon, Joe? What do you reckon? I mean, I don't, I don't want to rehash what everybody else has said, so I'm just going to take it in a different direction, and that is that uh, when Justin announced that he was closing down or put it a little bit backburnering yeah. Theme Foundry, uh, Brian Cogsgard talked about how uh, instrumental Justin was in his WordPress and PHP journey. Um, so I find it funny now that uh, uh, Justin has gone to work for the competition. I don't know Justin personally. Um, so I, I hope that this is uh, looked at the way it should be, which is like joking, joke ribbing or whatever. Uh, I just think it's funny that uh, Brian wrote this big piece and now he's the competition. Uh, so uh, I, it's very good for the WordPress news community. I think different voices are always good. Um, and I feel like WP Tavern has... I've never felt Tavern was handcuffed by the fact that it's getting bankrolled by Matt. Um, and <laughs> well, it kind of fluctuated a little bit, to be honest, Joe. It was reason the comment I was amazed at, but um, I've, I think um, it, you know those comments—they're brutal, aren't they? And they had, you know, in, oh, the, I never read the comment section oh, on Jesus People are so mean, but uh, um. I guess maybe I didn't really start reading the tavern until it's worse than the lift yeah. LMS Facebook page. Comments <laughs> <laughs> are the only reason to read this. <laughs> Come on, Chris, that was a good one, Chris. You didn't hear that one. No, he's not responding to it. He's not going to respond to it. He's too calm. <laughs> brutal, brutal stuff, right? Uh, um, there we go. Um, well, 
on to the next story. And story five and story six are kind of linked, really. So I'm going to give both, and then um, we can have a combined discussion, can't we? Um, story five was let's make it official, introducing WPMU Dev Hosting, right? From our from our friends, from, he posted something that. Um, Spencer put in our Slack channel listeners and viewers, and I read it. I, I, I came to the conclusion he was either on drugs or he was taking his own scotch or something. I could make a hotel of it. Uh, um, and I'm now, which one? He posted it last week. He, he was about, about Jason Fried and saying that they're no longer be tracking, or the fact that he had Google was making him. Yeah, that's the one. I could make a hotel of it. This is unrelated to that. That's just. Um, I'm just, I've just been flippant, actually. Sorry. What are you talking about? Are you talking about? I, the don't, I don't even know myself. Let's get on with this. Emails. Yeah. So on to the hosting. Uh, let's make it official, right? And then we got number six. Traditional hosting is hurting WordPress. And I'm going to start with John. John, what did you think of these two articles? Because they are related, aren't they? Yeah. WP uh, Mu Dev. Okay, so they're offering hosting. It's basically uh, they're setting up hosting on DigitalOcean. Um, you know, a, a lot of people prefer that, especially developer-centric uh, types. So that is an option out there. Seems pretty affordable uh, or reasonable. The other article where uh, they're talking, it's, it's basically like advertorial Convesio. I found this one really interesting because uh, in the beginning of this article, he, he's laying out the, the case for having a new type of, of hosting, uh, managed WordPress hosting. This is a big thing. But what he was saying in the beginning here is that a lot of agencies uh, and a lot of people rely on hosting uh, for monthly recurring revenue. Now, like when I first started learning web design about 10 years ago, that was the case. There was a lot of people who, uh, old school people who, who got monthly recurring revenue from hosting. Um, and that's kind of the still, I see a lot of people still kind of doing that now. We're starting to push that again. Uh, and I know people personally here that run agencies that, that have that kind of setup where they're basically reselling um, managed WordPress hosting uh, at, at a fee. I know lots of people uh, that I talk with through different channels, uh, they do that. I don't know that, that that's something that I like doing. Um, you know, some people like doing it. I, I'm not a big fan of it because if your hosting goes down, let's say you're reselling hosting and you've got 100 clients and it goes down, suddenly they're all emailing you at once instead of emailing the hosting company. I, I get why people do it. I don't know that it's a big value add to upcharge people you know, a hundred bucks for, for basically the same hosting that they could get on their own, you know, and maybe I'm foolish, but I don't know. So. Yeah. This guy, this guy to Uncle Spence, I'm sure he's got something to say about all this. Yeah. First of all, I'm going to preempt your other thing. The other article is really simple. It's just the Email marketing has changed. And if we have time to talk about it, I'd love to talk oh, about it. Oh, I've missed one, haven't I? You're right. I've missed one. Oh, yeah, number four. Sorry, yeah. And you're going off about something like you don't understand. But if you want, we can come back to it. No, um, I was talking about something else. Sorry, yeah, we, we, we're talking about four. Sorry, okay. listeners so, and viewers. 
I, I don't have much to add to this because I've belabored the point. First of all, as everybody who's heard the show knows, I love James Farmer. He's the most contrarian entrepreneur in the WordPress space. I think he and I are uh, brothers from another mother kind of a mindset. However, I will just say this. It's all the same thing. It is that hosting is a commodity item, and now there could be different flavors of stuff all offered from the same pool of basic white label services. Find something that matches with your audience and start to offer it because essentially whether it's, you know, you're a software maker offering hosting or you're a hosting person offering software, it's all a stack. And that's all we're coming to is everybody's going to offer to their audience the full stack, done and done. Well, Delicious Brain, um, I'll get their newsletter and they they did a, because they've got their own product, aren't they? haven't they? I forgot the name of it. But they did a piece recently about speed of digital ocean, uh, Amazon Web Services and Google Cloud. And one of the problems, it was dramatically the um, digital um, ocean, you know, it's a great service, but it was considerably slower than Amazon Web Services and Google Cloud, noticeably slower. Price is like 40% less. Pardon? Price-wise, it's 40% less, so you get what you pay for. Like, I always recommend Cloudways, which is referenced in the article. If you go on Cloudways and you price out, you have DigitalOcean, Vulture, AWS, and Google Cloud. Google Cloud and AWS are 40% higher for the same thing, if you can even match it, than Vulture or DigitalOcean. We found that a sweet spot for a lot of entrepreneurs is Vulture. DigitalOcean is okay, but the idea is just... You pay for what you're getting. It may be slower, but you're you're definitely getting better than HostGator Blue Daddy. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, That's true. Uh, what do you reckon, Chris? Um, my general take is proceed with caution because, uh, like, as a company, if you're, are you a software company or are you a hosting company? Because these are very different business models. Or are you a service company? And sometimes. Um, when you combine all that stuff together, uh, you get a fractured focus and one business cannibalizes the other in terms of talent, focus, and energy. Uh, so just be careful. I'm not saying it's not going to work out. I agree with Spencer that uh, hosting is commodified, but I also see a lot of opportunity by um, improving kind of a broken industry and focusing on niches. If we look at Liquid Web and what they're doing with WooCommerce managed hosting and really innovating around a particular type of customer... I think that's where the real opportunity is. It's not getting into the hosting business. It's serving a particular audience and solving their challenges. And hosting just happens to be a part of that. That's where the big opportunity is. And, you know, I've been building WordPress websites for, I think, 11 or 12 years now. I've been in all kinds of hosting situations. I've seen them all. Even done self-hosting on Amazon. Now I'm at Pagely. And I love it. I've been there for about two years. And what I love about it, and this is a counterintuitive insight, is I'm paying Pagely to not have to talk to Pagely. So I never have to talk to him. (laughs) It just works. I don't have any issues. But if I look at it from a different angle as like a WordPress plugin creator, I see people running into so many problems with hosting, people on PHP versions that are way past their end of life, uh, having all kinds of troubles with emails and stuff. Like hosting, the hosting customer experience and customer success path, there's just so much room for improvement, regardless of whether you're a giant web host or a niche web host, or you're innovating like Pagely is in their, their new hosting thing called North Stack, uh, which is an auto-scaling, you know, headless, serverless deal. Like, there's still room for innovation in hosting. I just want to put that out there. And especially just 
help people not have to call. Help them sign up, take the recurring monthly money, and don't make them have to call you. <laughs> That's it. What do you reckon, Joe? Yeah, look, nobody likes managing their own host. I, like, I, I've never met somebody who's like, I mean, like, not like I love managing my own website host. My friend is a sysadmin and he loves putting together stacks and that's a whole other thing. But um, it, like I, I host some clients on SiteGround. I host my own couple of sites on SiteGround. So when SiteGround goes down, I'm usually the first one to find out anyway, right? But like, I don't want to get that call at two in the morning. I saw something on Facebook the other day that was like, uh, my doctor asked me like, um, am I drinking? Am I smoking? Am I managing hosting? Uh, and I said, no, I'm living a clean and healthy lifestyle. <laughs> Absolutely true. Uh, so good on WPMU Dev for identifying and perhaps an audience where they can sell managed WordPress hosting. This Convesio guy is talking like we haven't had managed WordPress hosting since 2009. He's like, hosting sucks. Uh, like GoDaddy, they have GoDaddy Pro though and Bluehost and they have managed WordPress hosting. Like, He's just kind of setting up like, there's nothing, but here's our thing. And I get the purpose of this post, but like the, the whole top half is like factually incorrect. Uh, so like, he's, I never, he's never heard of kids there, has he? Mark yeah, like or Liquid I'm... Web or Pagely or W... Like no, any, just keep talking like, about Kinsta. That's I mean, what Kinsta, I mean, like in Kinsta. And also there's Kinsta. Um, Kinsta, Kinsta. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm very loyal to my um, sponsors. I hope you've yeah. noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... <laughs> well, at least I'm consistent. I don't yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Kinsta. <laughs> um, so, you know, like he's talking, he's talking about solving this problem that's been solved since 2009, where Chris was right on the money. He creates solutions for specific people, right? If you, if you have an LMS solution, create hosting for people who, who need uh, the sort of things There's that people running on. I'm sorry, yeah. WPMU. I've got one word. I've got one word for you, yeah. Kinsta. That was my take from the Convesio article. I read the first half and I was like, what is he even talking about? <laughs> I didn't I know. I've signed I up though. It better be bloody good what he's offering. Yeah, he, so, that's what I've got to say. Uh, Adrian, what did you what did you think? And I hope you're going to mention Kinsta. I moved. Uh, I'm not on Kinsta. You should be. Uh, should be. I hope you, you realize it. that. I hope you realize that now. People who ask me, I'm like, what host should I get? I'm like, you should just go check out Kinsta. Um, well, I I moved from having like my own. Uh, yeah, don't mention who you're on. Your own like dedicated I, server. Not, BPC you know, we've got to stay. You know, just talk about the article. We'll talk about Kinsta, for yeah. God's sake. Right. I uh, I moved I moved from a VPC, my own stack, and managing it on a SiteGround reseller hosting. I did that whole thing, and we had the Clydes, and I hated all of it. I hated every single second of it. Uh, ended up moving to Lednode and, and went through the whole process again and again. Hated it. So, and then I eventually just picked up my site and put it on Clost, which is like Google Cloud's managed WordPress hosting. Uh, and I haven't, I've, I've, I love it and I've just never been happier yeah, because please, I don't have to worry don't about anything because it always just works and there's like, a I'll give you, I'll give you a slack this, this episode, but in future, just mention It's just, it's where I am. Uh, right. and I think that, you know, like Chris is saying the a specific hosting for specific niches, like 
Colossus is like very developer focused and they have a lot of awesome developer tools. I'm a developer. I do a lot of development. So the fact that they have those tools and one click staging and then development mode that automatically turns off all caching and debug. Yeah, I think we're going to finish this conversation because we need to get back onto Kint's there actually. Super good. Uh, right, there that's, go. that's, that's uh, my point. Right. I don't know where I'm going with that. I'm okay. I'm yeah, okay. I don't know. But you, you, you know, if it was about Kint's, I'll be okay with it. But there we go. Kint's is uh, great though. If you're new to the whole WordPress thing, Managed. Yeah. It's awesome. If you're not a developer like me, then go with Kinsta. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's more like it. Your message there. Uh, let's go to number four, which I totally forgot about. I had a total brain fart. I apologize, listeners and viewers. Spencer's normal pointed out my failings super quick again. Uh, making, making the end of pixel tracker, trackers in Basecamp emails. And I think this was a story that you found, wasn't it, Spencer? Yeah, this has nothing to do particularly with Basecamp, but Jason Freed and <clears throat> David Hennemeyer Hansen, DHH, uh, <laughs> basically are very progressive in a lot of things they do. But one of the things they lead the pack on is they don't give an F about what other people do and say because they're here in Chicago. They make tens of millions of dollars a year with an old school company. I remember when they built it, I was living in the same neighborhood. I haven't had the pleasure to know the guys, but the point is, I like their thought process, just like I like James Farmer, because I come from their world. And one of the things that they're doing now, which I think is a reflection of the larger market, and I've talked about it here, is nobody wants traditional email marketing anymore. Like when we do marketing automation strategies for people with WP Fusion, the first thing I say is... Yeah, I love Jack. I love, and I love you, Spencer, but please don't keep getting free free efforts of WP Fusion. Chris He's most welcome to come on WP, the show. WP Fusion, WP Fusion, WP Fusion. <laughs> the point is, whatever way you do marketing automation, think of it like this. Ask your client, if you were to receive... If you had a headache and you went to a website that had a pain reliever, how do you want the relationship to go? We have the best aspirin in the world. Read about it on our website and watch the video and get the thing. Or give me your email and then I'll send you emails 65 in a row that will describe for you how our aspirin will work for you in the future. In, in the years past, it was attractive. Oh my God, if I give an email, I'll get 6,000 emails in the future from this company. Nobody wants that anymore. But more importantly is with GDPR compliance and everything else, it's nearly impossible for companies to do traditional drip email marketing because they have to remove people from their list immediately anyway. So what they're saying is F the whole process. We're not going to track anybody. When you want to download our free PDF, just go get the PDF because you'll know where to come back to our website. And on the website, we can deal with you in a way that reflects your immediate problem. Just like the person who goes in the pharmacy says, I have a headache or I have an, a leg ache or I need uh, you know, this or that. That's the way we're doing it in 2019 and beyond with marketing automation. And people need to understand that you can't take some ideas from Ryan Dice or anybody else from five years ago and put them in 2019 and think they still work because the strategies have to change as fast as the tools change. Yeah, I do agree with you. These hardcore marketers, the money's in the list. The money is in the list. Uh, um, I sent out a monthly newsletter, um, and it, you know, people unsubscribe. I try and, you know, it's got some of WP Tonic stories and some general stories. It's a bit like this, this 
this show, really. Um, and I proposed, but these people that constantly send you emails about it, apart from e-commerce, I, I just think it's a pain in the ass myself. But what do you reckon, Chris? Yeah, I think it's a car before the horse situation. It's all about right message to the right person at the right time. Yeah. That's yeah. that's really all I have to say about the matter. And I think that Basecamp and um, the, the the folks there have always been leaders in thinking about more of a conscious like web and a conscious web worker. So they have a lot of great ideas. And like, you know, I, I like that Slack, when I post to Slack, somebody else can't see if they read it yet or I read it yet or whatever. Like, um, there's just some privacy that's nice to have. Like, it, it creates a better culture um, to not feel like Big Brother's always fine. And, and there's times where it's nice to know those facts, but uh, that's all secondary to just picking a target market, serving them well, and knowing how to communicate with them. I, I want to clarify something just in case there's a mistake, because Chris brings up a very, very key differentiator. There's a difference between self-requested educational emails that teach you about how to use the product better mm-hmm. versus marketing emails. I'm referring specifically to marketing emails. There was a time in a strategy, mostly in dating sites and otherwise, where the first contact I have with you is I'm going to cat and mouse you with a bunch of emails to try to convince you into doing something. That is way different than I know I like your product, but I want to learn about it. So you don't need to track those emails. You can use Lifter LMS and just have a free course. And people come, you know, do that directly. I don't know what to say. Well, there we go. Um, Joe, 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 uh, what did you think of, of this? I, uh, so, um, I mean, the previous two points were really good, right? It's about the right message, right? So, like, you know, I use ConvertKit. I track what I can because I want to deliver, you know, I, to my, I don't want to deliver, like, Beaver Builder stuff to my podcast audience or whatever. Uh, they don't care about my Beaver Builder resources. They care about my podcasting resources. And so that's very important. I ad- I admire slash hate the the base camp guys. Um, they absolutely practice what they preach, and I deeply deeply appreciate that. Um, but they also state things so matter of factly, like we're doing it, and therefore you should do it. Uh, you've got like hundreds of millions of dollars more than I do to be able to do some of the things that you're doing. Um, that said, they are they're industry leaders, and they're going to put this out there. And five years from now, I'm going to be like, yeah, they were right about that because that's generally, I've, you know, I've read all their books, I read their blog, I haven't seen the new Signal versus Noise site yet, and boy, howdy, it is beautiful. Um, so, I, I again, I admire them. I think they, I can't say they speak too pie in the sky because they do what they say everybody should do. Um, but you know, there there's that. Uh, so, I, I think maybe my two. Points. I think, I hope my, my two points were made properly. Can, can I hijack something Joe just said, which is yeah. funny. David Hennemeyer Hansen is particularly opinionated. I mean, Jason is amazing. But they had one thing that they did notoriously, which reflects on their site. They went off initially and said, medium is so awesome and medium, medium. We're switching to medium, medium, medium. And then they had to come back with their dick in their hands like, mm. oh, this medium thing is a disaster. And then they rebuilt the whole thing. I believe it's WordPress, but it could be something else. But it's not Medium. Right. Which, you know, they at least own up to their, you know, foibles. Yeah. There we go. What do you reckon, Adrian? Uh, just to confirm, it is WordPress. <laughs> There's the WP content folder. Um, 
Yeah, no. Uh, as as a, as an email marketing provider, we offer the ability to literally track almost every single engagement that anybody has with your site ever, uh, which can you know is is useful if you're tracking like stuff like marketing. But the whole like, I mean, this is mostly for like internal notifications in between team members, and yeah, it's nice to have that level of privacy, like Chris said. So I think that offering this and and not having to show every single like like within a team if it's not marketing then it doesn't really matter you know if it's being tracked by some overarching lord or whatnot so i think it's good as an email marketing provider uh we are will continue to track literally everything because that's what our clients request of us and it's important to have those stats so that like joe said you can send relevant information to relevant people who didn't ask for other non-relevant information and then you end up sending them a bunch of stuff and crap that they don't want so uh you know there, there, there's the two dynamics, but if it's like internal transactional stuff, why bother? You don't need to track it. Why bother? You know. So good. I like it. I think it's good. I think it's cool. And they practice what they preach and echo the sentiments of everybody else. Well, I want to go on if the panel is okay with it. I want to go on to our recommendations of the week. And please, panel, don't put the recommendations in the Slack channel. Can you put them into chat? Because uh, I get a, f- a file that I can download. Um, so I've got I've got two recommendations I'm going to make Chris's day. I've got Lifter LMS Advanced Videos. Uh, um, um, I, I think it offers some really interesting added value if you're using Nifter and you're using a lot of video, which would be in most occasions. So go over to Lifter LMS and find out more about their advanced videos. He's not paying me for that to say that either. Um, and then I've got Design Upgrade Pro for LearnDash. Um, I've been working on a LearnDash project and this adds, um, it's not too expensive and it adds um, some amazing functionality to enable you to customize a LearnDash product to great um, WordPress-based NMSs. So, Spencer, got anything you want to recommend to the listeners and viewers? Yeah, I'm uh, recommending Integromat.com. It's in the same flavor as uh, Zapier and If This Then That, and it's a thing that we use to fill in a specific need this week, and it's really got great functionality. We used, in particular, for a solution, a lot of people from membership sites want to have people who pay for membership on WordPress, forgive my voice, automatically be uh, invited to their Slack channel and then also be able to kick them when their membership ends. Whether you're doing your membership through Lyft or LMS or doing it natively, um, this makes it possible, among other things. So I did a little video for it, but it was really amazing and priced right. It's free to start out and try it. So I would definitely say check it out if you're ever using a third-party webhook-related solution like Zapier. Oh, that's interesting. John, have you got anything you want to share with the listeners of yours? Uh, Go to Chris next. Oh, Chris. Chris, have you got something you... Yeah, I just wanted to recommend a book I mentioned earlier. It's called Behind the Cloud. It's the story of Salesforce. And like some of the companies I look up to for how they market and how they build a company culture and a great product, for example, is the Drift uh, platform, which has a chat app and does a bunch of other things. But they pretty much just flawlessly execute on all the strategies in the book Behind the Cloud. So um, and I've gotten a lot of ideas from that. Like, so if you're into marketing, if you're into growing a company and building a great culture, uh, I would definitely recommend that book about Mark Benioff and the story of Salesforce. 
Oh, thanks, Chris. I think he's got to go now. He's got a call. Um, so, John, have you got something that you want to? Yeah, this is a movie that I uh, I got out of the red box the other day called "Sorry to Bother You," uh, and this it's an interesting movie. It's it's a commentary. Um, that's all I'll say. I won't spoil anything, but definitely go check that out. All right, put the link here. You have, I think. Um, Joe, Joe, have you got something you want to share? Uh, yeah, not as maybe useful or deep as what everybody else is sharing. Uh, I'm definitely going to check uh, check out Integromat because I love automation stuff. Um, but it's it's a really good week for me. A lot of things are coming out. Apple Arcade is one. If you have an iOS device, you should check that out. But my real for real deal recommendation uh, is Blink 182's new album Nine. Uh, they were like my first favorite band. Uh, so uh, listening to this since Tom DeLonge left the band a few years ago um, really brings me back. They've got that old school Blink-182 feel, I think. So if you're into that uh, late, you know, like maybe mid-90s to early 2000s pop punk, um, I think it's a really great album. It just dropped today. Wow. It's great music. I was, at, I was in the London Palais, Camden Palais, watching The Clash live. <laughs> London burning, yeah, the jam, Susie nice. the Banshees, you know, God, they were the days I had hair, I was cooking, <laughs> like Spencer, they were the days. Mm. Uh, um, Adrian, uh, um, got anything you want to share? Yeah, uh, so uh, over the course of building Groundhog and a couple other plugins, I thought it would eventually be necessary, at least for me, to build a library that I could use uh, time and time again in order to just make development and throwing stuff together really, really simply and get it approved in the repository and all that stuff. Uh, so I ended up building kind of like a rough draft and an and initial copy. It's, I'm, I'm calling it the extended WordPress core, which is essentially going to be offering code building blocks for people who just want to get into building plugins really, really quickly. Uh, I'd love if anybody would like to go check it out and maybe contribute to its development and, and offer more building blocks. For example, you can build admin pages with like, 30 lines of code instead of building out all the functionality yourself, settings options, uh, meta boxes, and a whole bunch of other like cool crap that's just thrown in there. So if you're interested and if you're a developer and you want to start building plugins or you want to help other people build plugins really, really easy, you can go to my uh, GitHub repository. It's tobyadr, all one word, and look up the extended WordPress core and you can go and check that out and download it, contribute to it, use it for your own plugin, and, and that'd just be super cool. That's fantastic. Working for free. <laughs> yeah, please, the internet for all free, the links, please put all the links into chat, panelists, because yeah. it helps me enormously. Um, I think it's been a great show, listeners and viewers. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I've been a little bit flippant. I've been teasing Spencer, but he teases me. So there we go. It's all It all levels out, doesn't it, Spencer? Uh, um, no, he's not going to reply to that. Right. Uh, um, we'll see you next week with another great... WP Roundtable Show. Oh, and by the way, if you want to support the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. For some reason, iTunes really wants you to leave reviews. And if it's interesting, I'll read it out. I always, um, I'm always reading the reviews. That's the kind of empty vessel which I am. I'll see you next week, folks, for another great WP Tonic Roundtable Show. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.